We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft. Smooth ends. No flyaways. Shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon. Only from John Frieda. Welcome to RotoWire's Monday NBA DFS podcast, a new weekly basketball DFS podcast that RotoWire will be implementing. I'm Joe Bartle, and joined alongside me for this wild ride is Ben Miller. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, ready to, to give this thing a shot. I th- I'm excited for it as well. Okay, hold on though. Ben, there was a rumor that, you know, kind of going around the office that you've been whipping up on the top guys, the NBA guys here, like Shannon, DJ, Whalen, in DFS, and they kind of like forced your hand on this podcast because you've been doing so well. <laughs> Is there any truth to this rumor? Hey, I'm doing everything I can to give them a run for their money. Uh, that's for sure. I've just been trying to gain their valuable veteran DFS wisdom, you know, over the last month or two. So I'm definitely ready to break out on my own here, though. I think I've soaked up all the knowledge I can. There's no need to suck up to them. <laughs> They're not listening right now. Just because we're using Shannon's office to do this podcast, it does not mean you have to suck up to it. Hey, the off chance that they catch this, I'm not risking it. I'm going I'm going all kiss butt mode here. <laughs> well, I, I think that's probably a sound strategy, except that I, you have plenty of knowledge for this. I don't think you have to really worry about it necessarily. <laughs> very fair. But, all right. Uh, just a reminder, you can follow us at JB Fantasy Sports, or at least you can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports. Ben, where can the people follow you? Yeah, you can get me at Ben Man Doing Work. 
Ben Man doing work. Yes. You still have one of the best Twitter handles in the <laughs> office. That's bar. That's absolutely uh, something I would stand by at this point. That's a that's a great handle. Um, just looking at the lineup from last week already, or I'm sorry, last night. Let's look at the lineup from last night. That'll help us more, right? <laughs> right. Uh, starting out, this is the perfect lineup. So Malcolm Brogdon. Chris Paul, James Harden, Devin Booker, Demar Carroll, Robert Covington, Jabari Parker, Markeith Morris, Andre Drummond. Of those names, was there anyone that really jumped out to you as a surprise that they were part of that perfect lineup? The biggest surprise is obviously Demar Carroll. Um, he was at that minimum contract, thirty five hundred. He's a guy that um, he had a knee surgery last season, and they've been they've been arresting him for you know one game of back to back sets this season. And he was actually in the second game of a back to back set last night, but mm. they ended up starting him at. Uh, power forward too and they went small um so that was a huge surprise that they went there and yeah he went off so um that was great um also Giannis was out for the bucks so i mean there, it wasn't too surprising that both you know brogdon and and parker took on a, a you know a bigger workload there he had an illness um so yeah that, but the biggest surprise was definitely carol i think at that that minimum 3500 i feel like brogdon also had to be has to be included i know you mentioned him but maybe just as a season as a whole i i, I mean we had heard about him when he was drafted second round kind of guy like all right we think he'll be a valuable addition to the bench um kind of a spot play sort of person i never expected this kind of production that he's that he's had this year where i've read many credible sources saying he's the runner-up for rookie of the year right now yeah second round pick that's tough to see coming a lot of people are saying you know he might be giving Della Vadova a run for his money for sure like you know after he just came off that injury um, but yeah, I think Brogdon could be could be sticking out there, and he's gonna have a big rotation. Spot that breaks sure. my heart. Delvadova is my favorite player <laughs> in the NBA. He embraces all the things that I love about basketball: <laughs> dirty plays, oh, yeah, horrible shooting, uh, and I think timely assists. He's very good. Okay, at that part yeah, of I'll it. give you that. He's like the embodiment of what I am in pickup basketball. So <laughs> I'm really disappointed that he's getting shoved out. But I think Brogdon is definitely a special talent, and even even though he's 23 years old, I think that he's one of those cornerstones the Bucks might be able to build upon and that's a fantastic thing as a Bucks fan I can be looking forward to that and, and I think that he'll be able to add more to the team as we keep going on yeah especially when maturing. you got you know guys like Jabari Parker and Giannis already there so it's definitely a nice compliment to those two I think we have a couple of burning questions from today's slate but the first one obviously has to be again just three games um, that we're breaking down today if you had to pick just one of Russell Westbrook or Anthony Davis who are the two higher priced guys going tonight who are you taking it's always hard picking between two of the most consistent DFS options, um, but in picking Davis, I should be able to save over $1,000 to use elsewhere, um, which is always nice to have. I, I think there's some potential to see Jimmy Butler matched up on Westbrook at times during the game, um, and with Jimmy being one of the better defenders in the league, that worries me a little bit um, for Westbrook's sake. Uh, you know, when you're paying up for a guy like Westbrook, you want that guaranteed production, and you absolutely have to hit with him. Um, so Butler's presence definitely brings up some second thoughts there. Um, but one other thing I like to always look at are the over-under spreads um, for the Vegas lines. Uh, it's typically you like to use players in the higher over-under games, um, as that usually means more statistics across the board. I mean, the Knicks-Pelicans game is the highest over-under. Um, so that pushes me towards Davis even more um, you know, than the whole Jimmy Butler defense thing there. And the Thunder's not too much lower. They're at 209 compared to you know, the Pelicans game at 214. But that's just a nice added bonus to have on your side. And I, I think the, the price cut on Davis is, is definitely beneficial I mean, yeah, for me. I think Butler is absolutely one of the best defenders in the league, but I don't know how often he will be covering yeah. Westbrook. And yeah, that's my concern with it. I know what Davis can provide. I get that. But I think that... Westbrook is as close to sure money as you can get, even at the twenty four hundred price, which or twenty four 
you know, twelve thousand four hundred price. Right, Excuse right. me. I think that that's one of those automatic plays, especially in a smaller slate like this. Um, to me, Westbrook is one of those guys I'm looking at. And even if we look at the stats more, the Bulls have given up over 60 FanDuel points in the last five games, and they're around middle of the pack of the season the whole. And I think that's partially because Rondo has been playing horrendous defense in what appears to be one of the final games that he'll be with the Bulls, right, it seems yeah. like. And now that MCW Michael Carter-Williams is starting for the Bulls at, at point guard, I think you'll still see him often enough on Westbrook where he should be able to put up those same kind of points if if the Bulls give up 60 points again, if Westbrook gets over 60, which what we'd be looking for his price, I think it's a good buy. It's tough if you're if you're feeling you're forced that you have to use just one. I think uh, the definite play, and we'll get into this a little bit more, is using both of them in the lineup. But again, that's it's kind of like apples oranges. Davis and Westbrook have been two of the most consistent, like you said, players in in standard league fantasy and DFS and. To me, it feels like it's it's a good play either way. Yeah, they're both those two types of guys where it's it's the fade at your own risk type of type of player. Um, so I might be taking that risk tonight with Westbrook, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely get into that here pretty quick. There's not a lot of options at center um, with such a small slate of games going on. So are you going to be paying up for Carl uh, Anthony Towns? Yeah, well, I'd love to get him in my lineup. I just I don't think I'm going to have the, the cash for that. I think he's a little too expensive for me. Um, I'm already going to be trying to get some of those higher guys like um, Davis and maybe Jimmy Butler. Um, and you know, I, I did mention I'm not trying to use Westbrook, but um, when you got two of those higher priced guys, I think I'm going to drop down to a, a tier down and, and at the center spot. Um, I think I'm going to be stuck with Steven Adams for sure there. I don't like anyone that's really below him. Um, there's like Joakim Noah, Robin Lopez, Andrew Bogut are all cheaper. Uh, I just don't think there's enough upside in the, those guys. So, you know, Adams hit the mid to upper 30s in Fanduel points during, you know, three of his last four games. Um, he's not he's on the right track, so I think I'm, I'm comfortable using him, uh, but not much lower. And you mentioned this a little bit earlier. Again, three-game slate, Pelicans versus Knicks, Mavericks versus Timberwolves, Thunder versus Bulls. And and I kind of agree with you in what we were saying earlier with the, the centers. I'm thinking a lower price, too. I can't necessarily go with Carl Anthony Towns. I think we could even go lower than Steven Adams, and I'll kind of stress this more in my optimizer lineup um, that we've kind of picked for this, but I think there's plenty of options that you can use at center as opposed to other positions where it feels a little bit thinner, even with the uh, six teams playing. I think you can find enough that you don't feel cornered to have to use Carl Anthony Towns. That's, right. that's my thought, yeah. at least. No, I agree. Is there any specific value plays or wild card guys that you're looking at using tonight? Um, well, yeah. First, I don't want to butcher the name here. Well, you uh, have to. But that's part of it. <laughs> but actually, I'm, I'm kind of going on a limb here with Donatas Modiunas. Um, he's definitely my wild card pick of the night. He's played just one game this season, which is really pretty sketchy there. Um, but you know, it was like this this whole deal with the Rockets held his rights throughout the early portions of the season. Um, the, you know, the two sides couldn't agree on a contract extension. Um, there was a whole you know medical issue with his back and not being able to get cleared. Um, so yeah, he eventually had his rights dropped, and now he's with the Pelicans on a minimum contract. But yeah, he, he had his Pelicans debut on Saturday against the Celtics. Uh, he recorded 11 points, five boards, four assists, and a steal. Um, it was across 20 minutes. That was 25 Fanduel points. Not horrible. Um, the minutes aren't necessarily where you want them to be at 20. That's kind of you know you don't like that when you're looking at fantasy potential. Um, but at 3,800, I think it's a gamble I'm I'm willing to take. Um, He's got, he played some backup center behind Davis, also played a little bit next to him at the four. Um, but I think he showed a little bit of multi-category production in just that first game. And I think if he's getting more and more um, accustomed to that offense, I think there's 
it intrigues me. You say sketchy play, and and I agree with you. A guy coming off, uh, well, what was his first start of the season? Really, not start, but playing time of the season. That would be considered sketchy. But I don't know if his produ- his production necessarily warrants that. I mean, I'm not going to try and butcher his name like you, <laughs> Demo. We we all got that. We know who he is. He was successful with the Rockets during his time, and I think that he fits well with Anthony Davis in that sense. Now, obviously, with the other bigs that they have there, he's probably not getting more than 20 minutes, especially with yeah, the injury yep. concerns and everything like that. But uh, if he's getting that, I feel it's relatively safe for to be asking the production that he was getting at least that first game back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, just at that that price at thirty eight hundred, it's so cheap near minimum contract that it's. I think it's definitely worth worth the the slight risk it actually is, especially in the small slate where we're we're potentially going to have to pay up for one, if not two, of the big guys finding these lower price players is definitely something that we should be looking for. He's one of those guys I think absolutely can focus on um there's one guy i'm really loving at least from the pelican side buddy healed and to me this is this is almost a must start with his price at 4100 he's averaging six three-pointers a game over the last five games and he had struggled early on shooting three-pointers it's getting a little better almost around 40 percent the knicks allow the fifth highest three-point percentage to shooting guards and that kind of goes with courtney lee being out and a little bit not figuring out what they want from that shooting guard spot but still i think the knicks kind of relying a lot of points there and more importantly healed has just been a baller as of late not even three-point percentage but he's getting assists rebounds whatever you can ask I, i'm using him in a standard fantasy league that we have at rotoware too and he's been improving as of late i think that you're going to see his price probably rise around five thousand or close to that in the next coming weeks even after the All-Star break, I have a feeling that's going to be consistent, especially when the Pelicans are playing him more. I think high lottery pick, you're going to have to see he'll play more, and I think that this is kind of the rise to that. So I'm getting him while he's lower, and I, I just think that, frankly, this is a fantastic play, especially in a smaller slate. But even in a bigger one, this would be one of those diamond-in-the-rough guys that you're expecting to, to to perform well if you want to use some of the bigger guys in your lineup. Yeah, he, he kind of had a down-ish game. Um just a couple days back, but the, the two previous games to that, he definitely looked really solid. Uh, yeah, he was getting both you know points, boards, and assists, which is nice. He had 31.4 FanDuel points a couple games back um, and 27 FanDuel points the game before that. Um, so I, he definitely has the upside enough to where I'm comfortable getting that in, in, in my lineup too. And at 4,100, I mean, I like it too. I feel like this is going to be a competition between us. Who has the biggest underdog plays of the night? Right. I'm, I'm going to be just checking in the whole time, and I'm going to be giving uh, plenty of Twitter shout-outs to you how, about <laughs> how better I'm doing in this. That, that's going to make me feel good. Okay, who's another name that you're looking at for, at least for the Diamond in the Rough kind of guys? I think I'm also kind of looking at Dougie McBuckets. Um, Absolutely. He's an option. Not an option. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, You're he, underselling Dougie McBuckets. Right. He wasn't really posting fantasy numbers earlier in the season. I mean, he's definitely picked it up a late. You know, last two games he had 27.7 FanDuel points and 30.5 FanDuel points. Um, he had double-doubled recently, 17 points, 10 rebounds. I do feel like the Bulls are going to feel obligated to get him some more time after, you know, his recent, you know, great play. Uh, logged more than 30 minutes in each of the Bulls' last three games. I think 38 minutes in their last one. So that's that's huge playing time. Um, and when you're paying down, and you, it's definitely something you want is is that big minutes. Well, and here's the thing for Doug McDermott, which Dougie McBuckets, I think, is AKA, <laughs> but yeah, Doug, Doug McDermott. He's by far the best shooter on the Bulls team. Like I, I don't even think it's it's much, at least for the perimeter wise. He provides the only spacing it feels like that team has with Dwayne Rain, Dwayne Wade, Rondo running around there. I mean, there's not enough going around there. So 
for them to have the consistent offense that at least uh, Hoiberg's looking for from his team, you have to have McDermott out there shooting those three-pointers or at least giving the allure, illusion that we were looking for those three-pointers. And that's why I think he's absolutely a great play, especially for 4,000. There's not a lot of small forwards that I feel like playing today, but I think he's one of those guys that if you hadn't mentioned him in your lineup when we were doing this initial podcast prep, I would have definitely put him in there for mine because I think that you're only going to see his minutes go up higher. I think culture changed a little bit in the Bulls, but more importantly, He's just their best shooter that they have right now. Yeah, when you need someone to spread the spread the floor and you're not getting it from anyone else in that backcourt, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, he's going to get those minutes, and that's huge. All right, so for my other guy, I'm looking at Gorgie Yang. Uh, I'm sure I'm butchering his name as well, but I've learned <laughs> learned enough throughout these things. Do you say it fast enough and with enough confidence? Exactly. That all sounds right. right that's all sounds <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, he's looking pretty good, at least against the Mavericks. They've been pretty stingy against power forwards, and I know he kind of duels as a power forward center type of player, but he's just been on a roll as of late. He's averaging a hair under 30 FanDuel points this season. Uh, he's had at least three consecutive games with over 20 fantasy points. At For his price, which I think I'm going to just check to make sure, 50 um, it's going to be at 5,500. I wanted to say 5,900, but 5,500. I think that's a relatively mild price for what we're expecting from him production wise. I know the Mavericks are good. I'm expecting a little more Dirk Nowitzki playing, which would, I think, open the door for more rebound opportunities, maybe a little more blocks, kind of um, taking advantage of Nowitzki's now really, really old age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that while he's not. Uh, bargain bin pricements of the people we mentioned before 5500 i'm expecting to be relatively uh, positive at least for his performance tonight yeah jang's a guy that he's always going to get the rebounds like he's 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 so consistent with that and the biggest thing is scoring and you know it's hard to get when you, you got guys like wiggins and in towns and and levine and everything like that um but yeah, if he if he starts scoring even more, I mean, earlier in the season, I think he was upwards of six thousand or sixty one hundred. So I, you're definitely getting a price break at fifty five hundred. Um, and yeah, if he can score, I, I think that's a great play. I, I do because he's autom- he's always getting those rebounds. He's he gets you know a decent amount of assists as well, and um, he's he's definitely a multi category guy there. Um, so yeah, I think it's more based on his points totals um, than everything else. And at least for fantasy purposes, I think he can be under the radar because of the three names you mentioned on the Timberwolves. Even the coach, I feel like, gets mentioned more often than he does. And he's been a consistent producer, not just this year, but in years past. And I think that because he's been around a little bit, um, I'm I'm not saying he's old by any means, Yang, but uh, I think that he's been able to produce enough where we know what we're getting from him and we're not expecting more. And therefore, you can fly under the radar, at least in DFS purposes, and, and find yourself being a relatively good play for most for, for most nights. Yeah, definitely. I kind of almost think like a Thad Young kind of thing, where, okay, yeah, can, where uh, he was with the Nets and now the Pacers. and I, I just He was one of those guys I could feel consistently put up the points I'm looking for at a 5,500-around price kind of deal. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, so breaking down Rotowire's um, optimizer for tonight, and it's kind of changed around, and I bet you'll change a little bit more uh, as we finally get in who's coming in, who's coming out. Now, reminder, there aren't many injuries that we need to take account for today. Um, that's obviously going to change when there's a larger scale, but right now, not many injuries. So I feel confident suggesting that this is probably what you'll see, but there could be um, a few kinks in that a little bit as we go on. But Rotowire's optimizer has Drew Holiday, the 6,900. He's going against the Knicks as one of two point guards. The other point guard, Michael Carter-Williams, who we just mentioned before. Obviously, they're playing the Thunder, going to be having to cover Russell Westbrook, potentially 4,800 price. 
Buddy Heald, Victor Oladipo, the, the two shooting guards, 4,100 4, and respectively for the two players. Small four, we're looking at two higher-priced guys, and I think this is a, a question we should probably bring up more. Jimmy Butler, 9,600, obviously going against the Thunder. Carmelo Anthony, 7,900, going against the Pelicans. Then for the running out the power four, we have Anthony Davis, obviously the one higher-priced guy that the optimizer is looking at. And then Taj Gibson, kind of rounding out the lower floor here against the Thunder, 4,700, and rounding out with Joe King Noah at 4,900. So I mentioned the small forwards optimizer likes having both of the high price guys how do you feel about that i kind of like it I, we spoke about it before where you know i was i was on the fade westbrook start um davis approach here and if you fade westbrook it's kind of allows you to get these two guys in there like jimmy butler and in in mellow um so i actually really do like this approach i think you save a bunch of money with westbrook and you're still getting those those certain players that can um you know post huge numbers i'm pretty sure butler is coming off some monster games um, well, he had over 50 points just last week. So yeah. it's one of those things where I almost expect him to be tailing off. Now, I, the optimizer is not accounting for what he did in last week's necessarily. It's kind of more projections what he will do. But as a recency bias kind of um, culture that we are in as at players, DFS players we play most nights, we can look at that and say, man, Butler has been playing great lately. And then we look over the whole thing and like, well, actually... He's, he's been okay. I mean, 9,600, obviously he's doing well. The optimizer thinks that uh, just the, the FanDuel people making those prices over there think that too. I'm thinking stay away only because I want to have Westbrook and Davis in my lineup most times. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. I mean, like you said, I see, you know, you look at his FanDuel points log, it's 35, 36, a lot of mid-30s, and that's when you're, you know, you're taking that whole approach to the whole season look out there. Uh, but yeah, those last few numbers, man, 63 FanDuel points, 41 and 81 FanDuel points in his last three games. The 81 was just a monster night. Right, you're not, yeah, he was, you can't he was expect just feeling, that, that's, that's going to be probably one of the peak scores, not just of Butler's year, but probably of all small forwards for most. I mean, I don't anticipate seeing much higher scores than 81 throughout yeah, the year. Yeah, right. I know Anthony Davis has put up at least one um, probably early in the season. I'm, I'm blanking on his numbers overall, but that's just a high number that I'm I'm thinking is kind of putting into this price more than I'd be expecting. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think his price is inflated just a little bit there. Um, but I, I, I'm just willing to take it. I think I do like his matchup with the Thunder. It's going to be a decently up-paced game. I, I'm going with him. Is I there am. a guy in this optimizer lineup that you're like, uh, you know what, I don't, I don't want to have in there. I might be exiting him out in the optimizer lineup here. It's kind of how I'm feeling about Carter Williams. He's a little too inconsistent for me. I, he just doesn't have enough upside. I don't think there's that potential where he could really go off for you know 30 FanDuel points or something like that. You know that benchmark there. Um, I, I, yeah, I just don't see that. And he's not like a minimum contract guy either. He's at 4800. Right. right. Um, so I just yeah I don't like it. I, I don't. I don't think he has the upside. The plus is that he's starting. True. But right. The minus is that he's going against the Thunder and Westbrook that has actually been pretty solid defensively against that. You know, there's going to be probably some turnovers that he's getting, whether it's steals or anything else, forced passes as he's trying to get there. And we know Michael Carter Williams can't necessarily shoot from the outside, so any scoring that he's going to be getting, it's going to be driving through the paint and whatnot. And there's plenty of big bodies in the Thunder that. I don't know if he's going to get those shots off easily. I agree yeah. with you that MCW is probably not somebody I'm looking at right now. There's other times where I think that works. Right. Um, but I'm not sure I'll be starting him here, even with the smaller slate. Another name that I was looking at, we mentioned Jimmy Butler, who I was going to talk about a little bit more too, but I'm not a really huge Gibson fan either. I, I don't think that he's going to be able to provide what we're looking for point-wise. I know he's had a few games recently where he's started to find more uh, lineup rostering. But again, talking about getting Dougie McBuckets more time, I think Moradic too from the power forward, um, for the Bulls, I think he needs to start seeing time too 
if only because there just is not enough shooting on the floor. And I can't stress that enough for an offense that likes to have the fast-paced, move the ball around, kind of, you just don't see that with the Bulls right now in their current roster. So there needs to be some changes, and I think that Gibson's one of those guys that's going to fade out. Honestly, I could see him on a, another team come the trade deadline. I just think that what he provides in rebounding defense and leadership is fantastic, but I don't know if that necessarily works for what the Bulls are trying to do. Yeah, yeah, he does have a lot of that the opportunity to bust. I feel like he's one of those guys where um, he's overvalued a little too much. I mean, he's not at forty seven hundred, obviously, um, but I, yeah, I think there's too much bust potential there. Is there a price that you feel is overvalued? Um, I mean, even when he gets in the five thousands, and I know it's only like a four hundred dollar difference, but five thousands, I'm like, man, why would it be that high to begin with? So if we're that close to that peak. Why are we even considering Gibson in the first place? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's more along the lines of he's like a lot of times you base your thoughts on you know this guy has done this in the past. Like he's he's someone that's you know, Gibson has hit that thirty five forty Fanduel point mark um, this season, and you're like, oh, it's there. He can do it. Um, but I think more often than not, he's just not he's just not going to do that. All right, fair enough. Well, we gave the Optimizers lineup the triple O opinions on the Rotowire Optimizer. Let's hear what your lineup is. I think it'll be best if we kind of go off, switch our point guard to point guard, shooting guard to shooting guard. So audience staying along. Ben, you're staying along. Uh, let's, let's go ahead. And, <laughs> so you lost me. You lost me. <laughs> I can rewind if you want. No. Um, we can go back. and So we'll go down that way in a little bit, uh, share our opinions on the lineups that we have right now. Okay, yeah. My point guards, I'm going with Derek Rose and Drew Holiday. Um Rose is an interesting one, that's for sure. Uh, he, he, he was a lot more expensive uh, earlier in the year. Um, it's just, I think he's, I think he's dropped down to sixty two hundred. He was like sixty seven, sixty eight, upwards of seven thousand earlier. Um, so I'm fine with getting him in my lineup. I'd rather have, uh, you know, a, a middle tier guy like this instead of Michael Carter Williams. Hence why I'm, you know, fading a guy like Westbrook, um, so I can fit in one of these, you know, more middle tier type of guys. Um, yeah, and Drew Holiday as well. I like I like that a matchup with the Knicks. I think that's it's going to be beneficial. Well, the optimizer obviously loves Drew Holiday, and I think that there's some there's some credence that obviously the Knicks haven't been very good defensively. The point guard spot, it's been what feels like a rotating set of doors there, and just. Well, who who are we having play this week? Is Brandon Jennings going to have more minutes? Uh, is the guy that killed the Bucks that has a weird haircut that looks like Troy Bolton? And I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, I'm going to have to pull it up later. But he he played really well. He was a fantastic defender and ended up taking Derrick Rose's minutes at the end of that fourth quarter when they ended up beating the Bucks that game. So is he playing more time? Um, I don't know. I just know that Drew Holiday's a pretty good player when he's on the court. That's the, always the problem with him is that he's just not healthy enough. So yeah, yeah. at 6,900, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, at least for my lineup, I ended up uh, starting Russell Westbrook. And with the 2,400, I'm fine with that. I'm going to make do with it. And then I put Derek Rose in only because I couldn't fit in Drew Holiday in my lineup. Yeah, I'm nervous about Rose. I'll be honest. You, you seem a little more optimistic about it. I'm nervous about him. Um, the Pelicans have allowed the third most fantasy uh, or fan duel points two point guards so there's probably a lot of points coming from both sides of that matchup but i just don't feel like rose is necessarily on a consistent point with the knicks right now consistent point in his career at least i think that they're finding a lot of different reasons not to play him um and one of which might be his performance too like i just don't he hasn't been playing that well so to have him in my lineup at 6200 was really tough but i did not like any of the the point guard options below him uh, jj barrera darren williams that kind of thing they're all a little bit lower price and i just didn't feel it really so i thought rose is the best of the bad options 
Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's struggled recently, especially you know, mid to lower twenties in his last four games. Uh, you don't like to see that, but I mean, he's 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 shown he can hit that forty-one point mark. Um, I'm fine with it. I think if anything, these last four games just dropped his salary, and you know now we're getting a better value at it. Um, so that's kind of my approach with Rose, and, and kind of why I'm leaning more towards using him um, tonight. Ron Baker. That's the Ron Baker I was talking about. Oh, Ron man. Baker with the Troy Bolton haircut. <laughs> uh, and yes, I, I am a high school musical fan. I will readily admit that. Um, but yeah, Ron Baker, Troy Bolton haircut, working around the Bucks last, uh, well, not last night, but just even last week. He was fantastic defensively. And he's really seemed to take a few more of the minutes away from Rose, away from Brandon Jennings. And he helped in passing honestly like i just he made some fantastic plays to pass the ball and get other people involved i don't know i i'm not a huge rose fan i'm playing him but i'm very pessimistic but i'm really reluctant all right give me your shooting guards yeah i'm going with Dwayne wade and victor oladipo a couple more of those middle tier six thousand um type of guys um i know you were uh, a little um questionable on oladipo there right yeah absolutely yeah he's, i mean I'm, he's not a guy i'm drooling over that's for sure i mean there's he's, there's not always that cross category production that's so you know big when it comes to dfs um he's just he's done well at times this year i think there's some good value at 5900 you know you'd love to see more assists and rebounds obviously um but with the bulls putting most of their effort into you know chasing a guy like westbrook around there's always the opportunity for old people to have himself a game so i'm, I'm willing to take a risk i mean not necessarily a risk but i'm willing to go with him at that you know 5900 dollars Compared to what he was doing in Orlando, he's actually rose in points. I'm talking about Oladipo here. 16.2 is what he's averaging now compared to 16 points that he was last year. So a slight raise in that. Uh, I think his fugal percentage is actually a little bit higher. Fruit the percentage is down, but I don't think he's taking as many. That's just partial to why you're playing with Russell Westbrook. You're not going to get as many opportunities. So as a second banana kind of player, yeah. He's great. For what the price is that he's paying for right now, I'm not really excited about 5900 I honestly didn't like any of the shooting guard options. We kind of discussed that before, but I'm not looking at Dwayne Wade for 6600 I don't think that's a great option. I think he won't be able to keep around with the young guns that the Thunder are sporting. So normally he's a consistent guy that I feel comfortable putting in there. I think at the very least we know what we're getting from him. I don't think that's the case this time. Honestly, I took the approach of I'm punting entirely on the shooting guard position because I, I I want to get Westbrook in there. I want to get Davis in there. I think that's the best, the the most, the most optimal lineup having both of those guys in there. So punting on it, it's finding the two people I want to punt on. And I think we mentioned one with Buddy Heald, 4,100, obviously, again, the price. I really think he's a great play. I would have put him in there even if I wasn't doing that, honestly. The other one, it was a little bit of a stretch, but I'm looking at Courtney Lee for the Knicks. 4,100, I think that defensively, we know he's going to be getting minutes out there. Um, I think he's going to be playing a lot of run around, chasing around, and that might open up some more rebounding opportunity. He's not great at assists. I get that. He's not much of a scorer either, but he's going to be playing a lot. And that's really what I'm looking for at this point when I'm starting both Westbrook and Davis. I want somebody that's out there and going to be doing something. So that's that's kind of my approach with it. But obviously, I'm punting on the shooting guard position entirely. Yeah, I mean, he gets his minutes. In, like when you're punting, you got to have a guy that's it's getting those, those minutes. I mean, the upside is not it's not there you know holistically but um yeah if you're if you're getting westbrook and, and davis in there you're definitely gonna have to you know forfeit some of that and you know, at the 4100 i think it's at least worth a shot despite you know some some lack of um upside there all right who are your small forwards we talked about them already um but i'm going jimmy butler and doug mcdermott so um, jimmy butler 9600 and doug mcdermott doug mcbuckets dougie mcbuckets yeah. we got to keep going with that i feel like that's his, <laughs> that's his name i honestly i'm wondering when he's going to change it I mean, we saw metal world peace 
make that move when we needed to. So right, right. Th- we're we're waiting on you, Dougie. Come on now. All right. <laughs> Dougie at four thousand price. Yeah, we talked about both of them. Pretty obvious, at least how I feel on Jimmy Butler and McBuckets, I think is solid. In fact, I would have put him in my lineup if I didn't see that you already had him in there. So for effort of discussion, conversation, I actually put Andre Robertson, thirty eight hundred price, uh, as my small forward. Again, I, I had to find a little bit of cheaper options to to put in there. Um, Carmelo Anthony, my other one, I really think he's going to do well at seventy nine hundred. I think that's a, a steal, really, for his price. But we got to find a smaller option at small forward. I think Robertson again is going to be playing. He actually had a few twenty point nights earlier last week, so I think that there's um, a chance there. What he provides for them defensively is huge, and I think that you're going to need that defense, especially when the Bulls are going to be driving, driving, driving to get in the baskets. They're not much of a, a stop-and-shoot kind of team, and I think that is a benefit for Robertson, so he's going to be playing more of a, uh, what I'll call a shallow cover defense kind of thing, and I, I think that they're going to have to have him out there. And again, that's all I'm looking for when I'm looking for cheap players at this point. Yeah, he's definitely a tough guy to gauge, um, but we, we did stress minutes a lot you know, earlier, 39 minutes, 36 minutes in the last few games. I mean, he's getting some heavy run. Um, and if you can if you can get a guy that's thirty eight hundred, you know, pushing those pushing that thirty point mark, um, I, I think it's worth worth the value there. Season high was fourteen points, so I get it. He's not going to be much of a scorer. He doesn't need to be on that team, uh, and it works for him just as the culture as a whole. But I really do think that he'll be okay play at least for the small slate. That thirty eight hundred, I can find a lot out of that. Yeah, and I I think you're right. The small slate's pretty pretty key there. I don't think there's very many other options. Um, for lower contracts, that it's there's, he's not competing too much with um, with these other you know smaller contract guys. So when you can get a guy with these minutes in this smaller slate of games, I, th- I think you, you might as well go with him. Yeah. All right. So you didn't want to pay up for Russell Westbrook. So am I to assume that you are paying up for Anthony Davis in your lineup? Data. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Davis. Davis is going to be in my lineup. I think he's going to go off. I mean, Knicks. I, it's going to be outpaced game. I think. I think him. I think he'll probably be on Porzingis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and we saw when it was, and obviously different positions, but Porzingis versus Giannis that Bucks Knicks game, which was really a thriller um, in their in their second match of that week. Porzingis went off too. I mean, he was having a ball before he got fouled out. I, I think he's one of those guys. Obviously, he's a star, but he's one of those guys that steps up when his opposition is better or or not better but just as equally talented as he is um i wouldn't say that he falls down to his competition but he definitely steps up when they're good players so i think that he'll find this challenge against anthony davis great which is then going to push the brow even more too so yeah at eleven thousand one hundred, i think that's a fantastic price for him uh and well not fantastic but uh enough where i think you have to have in your lineup and yeah i do think he's going to go off too so uh, you're right on board with that one yeah it looks like they played him uh, the end of December, they actually matched up with the, the Knicks earlier. It looks like you had, you had 23 points, 18 boards. Um, Only 18? <laughs> just 18. <laughs> I mean, it was it was 56 FanDuel points. And when you got a guy like Davis, you're usually hoping, you know, he just goes off for like 50 or 60 FanDuel points. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's a good matchup for him. I, I do like your, your, your opinion about, you know, the bigger player, the greater players step up to their competition. So um, I do like that. Am I to assume that your other uh, power four would then be Demo again? Who I'm not going to try and say right now. Yep, yep. <laughs> yes, Demo Donatus Modiunas. There you go. See, look at that. You I, just rattled that off, and it sounded great. You did give me the speed option there, so I just try to pick up the right. speed on it. You say it fast enough, no one knows what you're saying. <laughs> Thirty-eight hundred price for him. I think he's going to be a fantastic move, at least for for the lower price options that we're looking at. And I think when you're having Anthony Davis in there, when you're having Jimmy Butler, which you want on your lineup too, you got to find some lower 
priced options. Yeah, and that's yep. one of those guys to look at. I think that's a good move. Um, Gorgie Yang again, fifty five hundred. Who I'm looking at alongside Anthony Davis at my power forward position. We've we've talked enough about them. I get it. Um, just I think that eleven thousand one hundred is probably lower than what we'd be anticipating for Anthony Davis most days. Yeah, especially on you know such a small slate. Right when there's not very many other you know big guys. I mean, you got Westbrook, but. Yeah, I think it's weird. I, I would expect him to be, you know, competing with Westbrook up at that, you know, top, top salary. Honestly, Davis might be one of the guys that's most played tonight. Like, it's almost that you have to have him in your lineup. Yeah. Um, it's just if you can fit Westbrook in, too. So I think you're right. Yeah. That's I think Davis is going to be one of those that you almost have to play at this point, especially against the Knicks. I just don't think they're that good of a defense. And Davis is a really, really, really good player. Yeah, exactly. Rounding out our lineups here. Uh, can you give me your center real quick? Yeah, briefly mentioned it before. Steven Adams can't can't afford Carl Anthony Towns. Taking it down to tier, but I, I don't feel comfortable going going any lower than Steven Adams. So I'm sticking with him at that 5900 price. Yeah, we had mentioned lower price center options. Um, I I like uh, Steven Adams. I couldn't fit him into the lineup this time. I thought about Andrew Bogut for a half second, then I thought, you know what? All he can really do is defend, uh, block, and get rebounds. So. Nope, not going to happen this yeah, time around. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully out on Bogut, that's that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe, until he gets traded, because it sounds like there's a lot of teams that are looking for him and what he can provide, and I think at times he's a great option with the Warriors too, especially when he was low cost, because he's always low cost. Yeah, there's just some weird rotation stuff going on right, right. now, like bringing him off the bench, and it's just, yeah, it's, right. I'm uncomfortable using a guy that just doesn't have like that clear, defined role. And we're still doing weird uh, rotation stuff with the guy. I'm choosing Joakim Noah, the center for the Knicks. 4900 is his price. But at the same time, I think what he's going to provide tenacity-wise might be enough uh, to get us fan points. And again, I'm only looking for about 20 to 25, especially for a lower option here. Yeah, yeah. When I have Westbrook, when I have Davis, I'm relying on both of them. So Noah just needs to status quo this thing and get us to where we need to go. And that's really what I think is going to happen. I don't I don't anticipate him getting lower than that, really. I mean, he's averaged, uh, I think, a little bit over 20 fan deal points for the last couple of days. So when he's playing, when he's out there, when he's getting minutes, it's pretty consistent. I anticipate that being the same thing. Here. Yeah, I mean, his his value is a lot heavy, heavily depends on, you know, his boards. He, or I should say his points. He, he gets a ton of boards pretty consistently. Um, it's just going to be whether or not he's got enough, you know, looks in the paint, you know, on and tip-ins and, and, you know, everything like that. But he's going to get his boards, which, you know, almost automatically um, gives him a ton of value in those double digits. Prior to the start of the new year, Noah actually had um, – two double digit point games and that's a lower kind of i mean he hasn't done that in years it feels like he hasn't yeah since 2014 he hasn't scored more than double digit points so it's not like we're expecting that much from him but what he's asking for is the rebounds he had six against indiana and nine against milwaukee the last two games but before that he had three straight double digit rebound games that's what we're looking for he can provide a little bit of assist for you he can do a little bit of defense um and i think that's enough for i'm asking for you know his price which is pretty low as, as it is yeah yep all right, that just about does it for our lineups. Um, again, looking forward to doing this every Monday with you guys, NBA DFS Podcast. This is Joe Bartle. Um, you can follow me again at JB Fantasy Sports. Ben, where can the people follow you at? Yeah, again, you can get me at Ben Man Doing Work. Still the best Twitter handle in <laughs> Rotoware. Still the best. Rotoware. I mean, I'll I'll take it as my claim to fame. That's for sure. Well, we'll we'll work on it a little bit more than I guess. <laughs> All right, signing off. Thank you.